This week, any questions comes to you from the Corn Exchange, Tokyo. <laughs> and here is your question master, Loomis Grousefever. And the first question comes from... Mrs. Witchley Ganderpoke. My question is, how does the panel react to miniskirts? <laughs> how do you react to miniskirts? Uh, stilt warbler. I break out in a wash and my ears steam. <laughs> oh, Lord Fustian, uh, how do you uh, as a peer feel? Well, I as a peer, yes, I as a good peer, whenever... <laughs> Whenever I get the opportunity, I think miniskirts are downright immoral with our suggestion of bold knees and, and provocative glimpses. Quick, put a damn sponge on his neck. He's fainted. Quick, loosen his miniskirt. We'll be returning to any questions later. Uh, meanwhile, here is a gramophone record of Round the Hall. Welcome to the show. Now, before we begin, here are some public service announcements. If you leave your window open and play the radio at full blast, it can be a source of great irritation to your neighbours. Another good way to irritate them... <laughs> ...is to set fire to their dustbin. Now, here's another announcement which concerns television viewers. In a joint communique today, the heads of BBC One and ITV are pleased to announce that Kenneth Williams is appearing in international cabaret on BBC Two. <laughs> will, anybody who, will anybody who may have witnessed the accident <laughs> please get in touch with the head of BBC Two as nobody's talking to him these days. <laughs> I'm a much-loved personality, I am. It's a personal vendetta I'm being got at. I'm the star! I'm the star! I'm the star of the carry-on pictures. Carry-on! Carry-on, and that is spelled C-A-R-R-I-O-N. <laughs> All right, Smith, make the announcement. Yes, sir. And now, Armpit Theatre presents The Admirable Loom Bucket, Part 2. Well, now, as you may remember, my name is Lord Tantamount Horse Posture. <laughs> and whilst on a world cruise with my young, incredibly beautiful daughter, Wisteria, played incredibly by Betty Marsden, <laughs> and her fiancé, the Reverend Isambard Mouse Practice, played by tiny, agile Hugh Paddock, we were shipwrecked. Only timely intervention by my butler, Loom Bucket, exquisitely portrayed by Bolivian sex goddess Kenneth Williams... <laughs> Saved us from disaster. Puffing up his inflatable rubber Douglas Smith, he steered us to safety. Well, Bill Pertwee was in it too, but for the life of me, I can't remember what he did. After, after several days in an open Douglas Smith, we landed on an uninhabited desert island. Our only provisions, six dreary gramophone records... And an inexhaustible supply of Roy Plumley. <laughs> what was to become of us? Safe! Safe at last! Where 
Where are we, Loom Bucket? The lost island of Gonga, your ladyship. Your voice has changed since last week, Loom Bucket. It does at my age, ladyship. <laughs> yes, to the lost island of Gonga. But how do you know? I recognise the signs. What sign? Look, there, that one. It says, the lost island of Gonga. <laughs> Welcomes careful castaways. <laughs> and there's another one there. See, keep Gonga tidy. Oh, yes, and see there, dominating the island, the sacred volcano of Gonga. Mm. Played by Douglas Smith with a hole in his head and steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> what an awesome sight. Snow mantling his mighty summit and lava oozing down his sides. That's porridge, actually. I had a hurried breakfast this morning. <laughs> Shut up, Smith. You're a volcano. You just loom over us and rumble ominously. Yes, I told you, I had a hurried breakfast. <laughs> oh, shut up, Smith, shut up. Rumble, rumble. Exit, rumble, rumble. <laughs> That's better. I've, I've heard it said that when the god of the volcano gets angry, he can only be placated by having a young maiden thrown to him. Well, I think that's a rumour put about by Smith on the off chance that some gullible twit will believe him. <laughs> desolate spot. It may be years before we're rescued. Yes, you're right. Loombucket, build us a rude hut. Yes, my lord, right away. I shall need a rude hammer, some rude nails and a rude saw. Rude saw? What about Confucius? He say, man who lose soap in bath, find... All right, all right, master. <laughs> you're not at the ecumenical council now. <laughs> right now, Loombucket, get started. Yes, my lord. There you are, there you are, my lord. Yes, finished. Wasn't that quick, too? Good heavens. A life-size replica of Windsor Castle. Oh, well, it'll have to do. The next day we set to work and there was plenty to do. We erected a flagpole and I rang up a pair of long johns. In return, he ran up a pair of mine. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the others, led by Loom Bucket, they were exploring the island. Follow me. This way. Here. Listen. Listen. What's that? It's Fingal's Cave. <laughs> and in it, look, Fingal. <laughs> Hello, my dear. Allow me to present myself already. Solly Fingal, Gentleman's Castle. But what are you doing here? Oh, don't ask me, my dears. I was just dragged in for a cheap laugh. <laughs> Fool's errand, as it turned out. Oh, it must have been a mirage. Yeah, the mind plays funny tricks. <laughs> now we should play funnier ones than that. Oh, I'm frightened. Hold me loom bucket. You were told last week, Ducky. Hold your own loom bucket. <laughs> I've got an armful of coconuts here. Oh, a loom bucket, you're so masterful. Oh, yes, I'd follow you anywhere. Well, Miss Charlie, you're obviously infatuated with him. There's no point in my staying here. I shall go back to camp with Lord Horsemaster. Oh, a on goo. Loom bucket, we're alone. Come, 
Sit here beside me on the sand. Oh, I love you, Loom Bucket. And you, Loom Bucket, love me. Very fine, my lady, but it can never be. I know my place, and you know my place, don't you, my lady? Yes, Loom Bucket. Right, see you at my place in ten minutes. <laughs> and here, I say, my lady. Yes? If I'm late, start without me. <laughs> The weeks dragged into months and the months into years, and as our clothes became more tattered and torn, so Loombucket revealed his qualities of leadership. <laughs> Among other things. Each Sunday, he'd swim 300 miles to the mainland to fetch the Sunday papers. Sometimes not returning till the following July. He prepared a succulent dishes made with native fruits. More poor, poor, my lady. Not first thing in the morning. <laughs> Please keep your poor paws to yourself. But all the time, the sacred Douglas Smith brooded over us. Rumble, rumble, puff, puff. And then one day, rumble, shudder, quiver, quiver, pow, kasplot. Kasplot? Because <laughs> I think I've erupted. <laughs> The volcano is angry. I warned you on page three, but you wouldn't heed me. Oh, what are we going to do? We must propitiate it with a sacrifice. Well, which of us is it to be? It has to be a young maiden. Oh, well, that rules me out. And, and me. And me. And me. <laughs> well, why are you all staring at me? All right, I'll do it. I'll black up and go in drag. <laughs> it's an old trick, but it might just work. And without further ado, the admirable loom bucket scaled the volcano, paused, touched his forelock for the last time, and plunged into the awful bubbling maw of the sacred Douglas Smith. <laughs> ah. Thank you. Made an old volcano very happy. <laughs> and so ends our saga of the admirable loom bucket. Now, here's the Fraser Hayes Four. As Tony Hayes, Jimmy Fraser, John Smith and Marge who, I'm told, spread straight from the fridge. <laughs> Here to sing Look Me Over, ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes Fall. Take it so hard to sell 
Colour supplement. First cookery. Now here is Daphne Whitethigh with another in our series of uh, great classic dishes. In these little talks, I have described how to prepare such delicacies as frogs' legs, pigs' knuckles, and pigeon toes. <laughs> this week, I'm going to talk about um, that popular delicacy, baboon in the hole. <laughs> this, um, this is like toad in the hole but a baboon is used instead. You'll need A, a baboon, and B, a hole. <laughs> then, then you insert part A into part B. Serve on a bed of nails, light the blue touch paper, and retire to Folkestone. Yes. I'll have it tomorrow night. I'm having hearty beast fritters tonight, if you don't mind. <laughs> yes. Now then... Now, um... Anything else? Yes, indeed, my dear. One last tip. If you're holding a big dinner party, serve roast centipede and a cranberry jelly. It doesn't taste as good as turkey, but everybody gets a leg. <laughs> so to our roving reporter, Sunday Night TV personality, Seamus Android. Hello. All right. Um... And welcome yet again to the first of what I can only hope will be the last of many. <laughs> which have given me great pleasure in the past, as I know you have. <laughs> so before I introduce my first guest, who has travelled nearly 200 yards to be with us tonight, <laughs> personally, in person, herself, I'd like to tell you some of the things that have been said about her, but I've never heard any of them, and so without further ado, uh, I, I can think of nothing more apt to say by the way of introduction than uh, good night. <laughs> And thank you, Seamus Android, a man of many parts, most of which he forgets. Now, the, uh, the Round the Horn Colour Supplement has been very fortunate to secure the services of a world-famous astrologer. So, here with this week's horoscope is palmist and clairvoyant Madame Osiris Gnome Clencher. Good evening, dearie. You've got a lucky face. Cross my palm with silver and I will reveal all. Yes. <laughs> well, here's Tuppence. Just take off your coat.
Well, now, Madame Osiris, what's in the stars for us this week? Ah, well, if you're under Capricorn, watch out. <laughs> Venus is ascending. <laughs> Jupiter's in the sixth house, and the white paraffin man's coming your way. <laughs> if your Pisces avoid circular sores <laughs> and centipods. Thanks for the tip. Would you like to give me a few astrological tips? I don't mind. <laughs> well, you're a Virgo with a touch of the Plutos. Oh. Don't... <laughs> don't worry about it. It's usual at your age. Your lucky colour is Tahitian Dawn. Your lucky stone is Topaz. Your unlucky stone is Mick Jagger. <laughs> and the number to be aware of is anyone sung by Ken Dodd. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Gnome Clencher. This week, the colour supplement turns its attention to the English and medicine. Now, medicine is something you study for five years and then take three times a day. <laughs> and in England, we're very proud of our National Health Service, where the patient receives every medical service entirely free, and even such items as spectacles, false teeth and wigs can be obtained almost without charge. Of course, there are people sometimes who take advantage. The doctor will see you now. Uh, thank, thank, thank you, nurse. <laughs> Come in, Mr. Grant Patek. J. Peas Mold Grant Patek. Ah, yes. Yes. Now then, uh, what did you want to see me about? I, I, I want a pair of spectacles. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. I'm not. They're not for me. They're for the dog. I can't issue glasses for the dog. He's got to have them. They're for his work. He's he's a watchdog. Aya. While you're at it, could I have a set of false teeth for the dog? No. no. No, no, he don't need them. Oh, no, 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 these... Oh, yeah. No. These are for me wife. Your wife? Your wife has got all her own teeth. Ah, oh, but these are for crimping the pastry. <laughs> If patients are sometimes irresponsible, one thing we can be sure of is that doctors aren't. Before any new drug comes onto the market, the doctor, to make sure it isn't harmful, must test it. And he does, on a patient. Now, uh, would you mind testing this new headache cure, Mr. Aykroyd? Oh, certainly, Dr. Hall. Would you please to help? Thank you very much. Now, just, uh, just swallow this tablet, will you? More. <laughs> Oh, it's quite pleasant. Oh, easy to swallow, and uh, I don't feel any. Uh, oh. Oh, good. No side effects.
Women play an important part in medical research, if only behind the scenes, and many films have been made which depict love blossoming among the test tubes and specimen jars. Now, one such film was The Wayward Streptococcus, <laughs> starring Dame Celia Molestrangler and aging juvenile Binky Huckerback. Uh, uh, Charles, are you still experimenting? <laughs> yes, Fiona. I must carry on. I think I stumbled on something big. <laughs> Very big indeed. You must rest, Charles. You can't keep driving yourself like this. I can't give up now. It's all I live for. I think I've hit on something. Look, through this microscope. In here, Charles? Yes, at these slides. Good heavens, Charles. It's me on a donkey at Margate. <laughs> and here, look. See, hundreds of them. They're terribly, terribly small, Charles. You can't see them with the naked eye, but... For years, I've known they were there. Bacteria, Charles? No, thanks. Not while I'm working. <laughs> there. <laughs> See? Just an ordinary piece of Gruyere cheese. But I don't understand. What are you doing with it? It's an experiment, Fiona. Watch. I do this, and this, and that. Don't do that, Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, I'll do this then. That's better. Then I take it so and I hold it over the Bunsen burner. Now, do you see what I've been up to all these years? Oh, Charles, you've done it at last. One day, millions of people will recognize your achievement. Yes, Fiona, I shall be known as the man who discovered Welsh rabbit. Outside the recognized branches of medicine, there are a number of fringe practitioners. Now, I myself recently suffered from insomnia, so when I came across an advertisement in my copy of the Naturist Pictorial... It was sandwiched between an important message to all nervous married men and a special offer of gents' waspy-style corsets. <laughs> and you think I'm making this up, don't you? <laughs> anyway, the advertisement read, Nervous Disorders, Consult Bona Nature Clinic, Harley Street. And I decided to pay them a visit. Hello, anybody there? Oh, hello, I'm Julie, and this is my friend Sandy. Oh, hello, Mr. Owen, yes. Nice to see you. Oh, that's about you. Yes, we are actual homeopathic practitioners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, we're not recognised by doctors. No. <laughs> but we're well known up all the all night chemists, aren't we? <laughs> well, 
Yes, you see, Sand and me were on the fringe, aren't we? On the fringe, yes. Yeah. We have been for years. Now, yes. now, what's the trouble that brought you trolling in here, Mr. Orn? Well, I'm not sleeping well. I'm, oh. su- I'm suffering from insomnia. Oh! An anti-kip, eh? An anti-kip. Oh. Well, I think it's too deep for the herbs. We'll have to probe your libido. And have a vibe with your super ego. What? We're going to work on your ego. Well, that's uh, psychoanalysis. Are you qualified? Oh, yes, that is. It just comes to Jules natural. Natural. Doesn't it, Jules? Yes. Well, he's, he's young at heart, you yes. see. <laughs> oh, he's sharp today. Yes. Right, now get on the couch. Get on the couch? Go on. Well, I will if you two will only shift up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, Jules. What? Try him on word association. Association. Word association. Yes. Now, we'll we give you some words and you say the first thing the words suggest to you. Right. You see? Wrong. We haven't started yet. Oh. <laughs> now. <laughs> Ursula Andress. Red pudding. Strip tea. Sausage and mash. <laughs> Kinky boots. Pig's trotters. Silk stockings. Uh, cream cheese. Mini skirts. Leg of lamb. <laughs> all those erotic images and all you can think about is food. food. No wonder he's not getting any sleep. <laughs> what do you think it is, Jewel? Well, whichever way you look at it, it's night starvation. Night... <laughs> And they made out a prescription that could either be made up at the all-night salt beef bar in Windmill Street or the Peekaboo Stripperama Club next door. And talking of word association, when I say yuck, what immediately comes into your mind? Quite right, it's rambling Sid Rumpo. Oh, hello, me dearie For I'll crummock down me bees. We are gnarly in me hand until I smell the tangle of the aisles. Yes, but not in front of Douglas Smith, if you don't mind. He's, he's the age where they pick everything up. Now, um, what are you going to sing for us this week? It is a Highland lament sung by the Highland turf croppers as they crop their turves. <laughs> Very painful, I should think. Aye, precisely. And it tells of a hopeless love and goes after this fashion. (laughs) Ye nerves and bogles of Bonnie Glen postule, oft have I greebled amongst your trees and whirdled my lassie among your nettles, unsworn my devotion and stung both my knees. <laughs> oh, we bogled and grundled, and grundled and bogled, I grottled my muckles for Bonnie wee June, and now she's ran off with a plumber from Sidcup. <laughs> So I lurk in the forest and whirdle alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
good, and to think that went on not a haggis throw from Balmoral. <laughs> well, now, that's all except for a late news item. Dermot Stavaker, a visitor to London Zoo, today gave the kiss of life to a hippopotamus. <laughs> The uh, hippopotamus has recovered, but the police are still searching for Mr. Stavaker. Cheerio, <laughs> see you next week. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Took and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons.